Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. On this episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Count them. One, two, three speedrunners against one level. We answer your questions. And it's all about the vampiruses with the big breastuses. Gaming Podcast. And happy 100th episode to all you Delirious Dads out there. That's right. It's episode 100 of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Oh, yeah. We've been at this. A long time, baby. You know, we're turning into veterans at this point. You know, getting getting the practice in at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Clinton Stanley, and I'm here with Ryan, Big Rye, Rye Rye, however you want to call me. The Huntsman 420, baby. Yeah, wow. 100 blazing steaks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll just say, man, I'm I'm just proud to be a part of something 100 times. Right? I mean, it just dedication. Right. I mean, that takes some dedication. I mean, are you taking a hundred weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, we guys, we've been sick. We've had to fight off house quote unquote repossessions. You know, we've uh, we've had kids. <laughs> wow. You know, it's true. Right? It's I mean, true. It's yeah. been crazy here. It's been like you know, who the heck knows what's going on? So mm-hmm. um, here we are, episode one hundred. Glad you guys are still here. You know, the same three. Still doing their thing. Pretty rare. On a personal level, it feels like we're all three kind of climbing out of some hell a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, for but sure. But as a nation level, it's a little rough. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I don't know. I feel like I had a pretty good 2020. I mean, I got a new house. Yeah. I got a new sure. truck. Well, you just climbed out first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had some hard times right before that, you know, and then... If you never had any hard times, Hunter, just act like you did so we can, you know, yeah, feel camaraderie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, someone's dog is really excited about this podcast. I don't know who's yeah, dog yeah. She's outside. You usually don't hear her, but I don't know. She's just getting oh, yeah. it. I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> I just had some terror across my face because I thought, oh, no, if that's my dog, my, my son's going to wake up. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's hilarious. Well, uh, yeah, it's not your dog, Hunter. It's Ryan's stinky old dog. It's okay. She won't bark long, and I'll mute it while I can. Okay, you're good. Um, I just want to make you aware of it. I didn't know whose dog it was. I just knew my dog's not that big, so it's more like a yip than a real bark. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so tonight on the 100th episode, we decided to do things a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a little more relaxing. So we're going to do gaming news because we feel like there's always you know something to talk about. And this week there was 
a decent amount of things happening, especially if you're a Resident Evil fan. So mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're going to talk about that, uh, and then afterwards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really during, uh, we're going to do a question and answer session. We've got some questions that were emailed into us over the last month or so that we've just kind of collected. So we're going to be asking those questions to the guys. Um, as well as myself. And then if you're in the live stream, feel free to ask any question you want. And then we will deem if it's appropriate. Um, as far as, you know, sexual, if it's not appropriate, we may still mention the fact that you asked a question. We just won't read it for everybody to hear. We may even give innuendos if it's a good enough question. Just to yeah, then sure. everybody will know that you're a perv. Or maybe we, it doesn't have to be sexual, just anything that's not quite right for the show. But we could always answer some of those once the actual podcast podcast is over. And we, if we continue playing, we may go into a darker hole. You never know. True, true. And so during during the question and answer session after the news, we will be also playing Rocket League. So on the audio podcast, you're going to hear a little bit of uh, Rocket League in your background. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mess it up too mm-hmm. much for mm-hmm. you. But we just want to kind of relax for 100 and just enjoy it. You know, try to interact with our with our group of people. So that's kind of where we land on that. Um, any gaming going on for you guys before we get started here? I have not been gaming much because we're just trying to cram in the end of teardown season. But they're on their last two days of teardown, and then Christmas season is over for this year. Okay, uh, it's been a really good year for us though. So. Yeah. It's it's good. Okay. Then a little bit of Rocket League actually got back into it a little bit. Um, okay. Because Jay and then also my brother has asked me to play it a couple times. So I've done that. Actually jumped back into Fall Guys for the first time in a little while. And okay. then ah. um, that's about it. Except for I've been playing some Tomb Raider on my PlayStation. Okay. Now that you say that, I have played some Fall Guys with Rory quite a few times lately. So There you go. Actually, I wanted to look into it because Fall Guys almost has a feel like they may have. And I can't remember. Maybe I didn't play Fall Guys on this computer. I think we did. But um, it feels like maybe they're um, ranking now because it seemed a lot easier to make it to that final round than it used to be for me. And, you know, every once in a while I'd make it there. But this was like just seemed I felt like I was doing bad and still ended up like 20 out of 40. And I'm like, what? You might so I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, Maybe. You, and, you and Hunter both have crowns. I don't. So, you know, I mean, that game is made for kids. True. So. Yeah, well, it is. Um, I played a little bit of Warzone last night and then um, played with uh, Jay, uh, Reckless and uh, Creeper. And they mm. decided they wanted to jump over to Overwatch right as I was getting on the Warzone. So we did we did a couple games of Warzone and then we hopped over to Overwatch. and It was just a slaughter fest. We couldn't beat anybody. Uh. Yep. It's because you didn't invite me. That's really why. Then after that, Justin and uh, and Reckless wanted to hop on WoW, and so we did a little bit of that. Had a little. Was little, it? Little I thought it was last night when Hunter said he was going to play, but then never never ended up writing back. Maybe it was this weekend, like Saturday or something. I think it was Saturday. Maybe. Yeah, it was Saturday. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was yesterday because I was like, no, nah, not getting on tonight. I was watching mm-hmm. a new anime. Ah, yeah, it's all good. All right, well, uh, I think that's where we stand then on our gaming. At least we're doing something. Yeah, a little bit. It'll kick right back up this next it week. Will. I think we're going to get we'll get back into a good flow, I think, soon. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's get to the news so then we can get to the, the juicier stuff, which is the questions uh, mm-hmm, floating mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. on the Internet. All right, let's get it.
Fleets for Geeks. All right. Now the real first thing. That's amazing. Microsoft <laughs> messed up. If you guys haven't heard about this, I never even, I don't think I've ever seen a company, especially a company as big as Microsoft, who takes these maxis so quick. Um, Microsoft decided, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to jack up our price on Microsoft Live. They changed it from uh, used to be $9.99 a month and $24.99 a month uh, for three months and then $39.99 for six months. They changed it to 11 which doesn't seem like that's not that bad. It's you're talking about a dollar, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, they've got millions of users. So they're like, Hey, that's millions of dollars a month. If we just bump this up $1, but then on the, on the three month, it goes up uh, to 30 from the 24 99. So it goes up five bucks, which doesn't really make much sense. Right. Cause you're talking a dollar a month is what the single months went up. Yeah. So then three months should have went up less than a dollar a month. Cause you usually get a discount but it went up $5. Then they really got greedy on the six month and it went up 20 bucks. Right. Well, yeah. But that should have only went up $6 or less. Even if you were following their new pay plan and they went up, it went up to 60 bucks for the six month. Uh, and I get, okay. So now for six months, you're only going to save six bucks is what they changed it to. So if you were paying the regular month, it would have been 66. Right. And then this, but you had such a big discount before when you pay them the yearly or the, or the six month, which I guess the yearly's gone. I went on and looked, and I don't know how long that's been gone because I haven't bought a year of Xbox Live in a while. But on the Xbox Live uh, website, it just lists one month, three months, six months. It doesn't list a year. So everybody outraged. They posted this $60 for six months. People lost their minds. I mean, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, social media of all kinds, probably even Parler, even though they kind of don't exist anymore. Um, those, It was just everybody saying, this is outrageous. This is crazy. And uh, that night at midnight, boom, they turned it all back. They said, we're sorry. They didn't just turn it back. They came out and made a statement on Twitter. They said, today was not great. (laughs) Just the way they wrote this is so weird. They said, today was not great. We always try to do our best uh, for you. And today we missed the mark. We hear you. And we revised our Xbox Live pricing updates. (laughs) It's just like... Wow. Today was not great. They probably broke the internet over you. You know what yeah. I mean? You're 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 as hot as the Bernie Sanders meme. Now look, you know what? People probably would not have got upset. Said they went from ten to eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And say they went from twenty four to twenty six, mm-hmm. and say they went from forty to forty five. They still could have made a lot of money, and people would have been like, "Meh." You know, it's been a long time since Xbox gone up. But that's not what they did. Mm-hmm. They pushed it in really weird ways, and they pushed the ones that usually give you a big break, and they took away your break mm-hmm. for paying more at once. So it's kind of like, why would you pay for three months $30 when you could just pay monthly 11 Other than the convenience, who cares about $3? It's not a good mm-hmm. enough break. And so as I was sitting here thinking about it, well, first let me hear your opinion, guys, of why you think, why did they try to do this, and why go back on it so quickly? I think they were trying to see what they could get away with. Mm. They thought, uh, let's go for it. And, uh, you know, because usually a company, when they're just dead set and they've made a mm-hmm. decision, they kind of mm-hmm. stick with that decision and they just kind of take the bad yeah. guy badge. You know what I'm saying? So this, they don't all, this around so much. Yeah. Yeah. So this almost seems like, uh, hey, let's gouge it, see if we can get it. 
if we can't, mm-hmm. well, we can always roll it back. They were testing yeah. the watchers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that popped up in my head was, you know, and this may be anecdotal because I haven't done enough research, guys. So if you're listening, I haven't done enough research to know how well the Xbox X is doing versus the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. But it seems like PlayStation 5 is taking all the news. That's my kind of round viewpoint i haven't looked that tight i know both have still been sold out but i think the ones that are getting you know bought and sold for double is the playstation not mm-hmm. the xbox the playstation the xboxes i think are marked up a little the playstations are still like scalp central so um you got to think that hurts them a little bit right because that means right. people are actually being into the playstation more now that it's out even with the huge cyberpunk fail mm-hmm. um and so then that makes me wonder if they were doing this to try to make up for some of the market loss. That's my first thought. Yeah. Then as I was thinking about it more, I thought, Hmm, I wonder if these guys, they've been, if you guys pay attention to Xbox at all, and you're an Xbox guy or even a PC guy nowadays, they've been pushing the game pass like crazy, all kinds of advertisement for it and really adding a lot of games to it. And it has been getting good. It's, it's a great value for sure. Um, and we've talked about it on the on the show before, but I think they might have been trying to close the margins between Game Pass and Xbox Gold because if you get Game Pass Ultimate, you automatically get Xbox Gold. And so I think there could have been some strategy saying here, if we push this price up enough, maybe a lot of these people would just go, let's just get Game Pass, right? And then their market for the Game Pass expands like crazy and people fall in love with it and that'll help them. Um, I think they just underestimated how many people were only going to care that their price hiked and not the fact that, it, you know, we all, we could just upgrade because mm-hmm. before that, that's to me, that's a bad thing. Why would there be such a close margin between something that's such a big package game pass versus mm-hmm. Xbox gold and, and game pass versus the normal Xbox gold price is already a way better value to me. So if you close that margin, it's for me, I kick back in the opposite way and I go, Oh, what the freak here? They're way overcharging for this. And it wouldn't make me feel like jumping up. It would make me just upset, which I right, think is right. what happened with the general public. I don't know if that's their actual theory, guys. There is no, you know, obviously they're not going to come out and go, hey, this was our plan to get everybody right. with the Xbox Game exactly. Pass thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, did, but I did look up Xbox Game Pass just to see what the price difference is. And yes, it's still, it's still a good price. We're looking at the PC has gone up because it's not an experimental anymore. So it's $9.99. It was $4.99 for a long time. Um, the ultimate, which is PC and Xbox, you get it both. That's fourteen ninety nine, and then for the console only, it's nine ninety nine. Okay. So if you do the Xbox uh, uh, ultimate, it gets you live with it. So you're talking about five dollars more. You've got your games on the PC, games on the Xbox, and you get your Xbox live with it. And right now, it's a dollar for three months. Well, like that's a good deal. Yeah, so I mean, I don't even know why you guys are signing up for gold, anyways. If at at this point, this is the direction that I think is by far the bigger value. But you know, I guess if you're signing up a bunch of kids, right? You got multiple kids or something. Mm-hmm. You're signing them up maybe on Xbox Live. That makes sense. Um, and I didn't even look to see if they've got like a you pay the whole year you get a discount type thing, but they probably do. Let's see here. It says also includes nine ninety nine Xbox Gold value. But you don't get that if you get the PC or console alone. You only get the Xbox Gold for free if you buy the Ultimate. Okay. Um, you get EA Play with it. I think that's an add-on that you don't get with the other ones too. 
But no, it doesn't say. You don't get a discount if you buy a year, or at least it didn't say on here. Okay. Either way, I think it's a good deal. So. Nice. What you got? What you got, Clint? Well, uh, we got a couple quick, quick newses uh, sessions here, and then we're going to move over to Resident Evil, which is kind of has three different things going on with it. Um, wow. Yeah. A lot of news. They they did the Resident Evil showcase uh, late uh, last week, so we're gonna catch up on that. Uh, okay. First off, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven is getting official mod support. Uh, mm. Says that they've given uh, PC tinkers a jump start um, that will help you modify and create your own experiences in the world of Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Um, the article here on gamesradar.com uh, states that historically CD Projekt Red has been supportive of mods for its games, but between its more restrictive engine and its actual in-house support, those mods have never reached uh, Skyrim levels of depth or absurdity. Um, but we'll see what they can do with this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it uh, lengthen several games. You have... Uh, you know, we've seen it obviously with Skyrim. That's still a game that's, um, I think, has its own place, right, in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got games like uh, GTA, which on their single player, it still gets tons of mod support. Plus, you have the RP mod um, for that. Uh, and then, of course, you know the game we played, Daisy. Another example how these mods mm-hmm. can kind of lengthen the life of a game. Uh, so this is. Probably good for Cyberpunk 27.7. Uh, I did just want to mention uh, for the, the people that did pre-order that game, that looks like you're now going to get um, access to that. It does not say here um, whether that's going to be on PC only or if they're going to extend that over to console. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I did just want to mention it. Uh, I know they have a lot of work to do as far as on their end. So. Well, and you know, one of the other things that's real big in this, you know, you think of about a mod game, most of these big mod games are multiplayer games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not single player campaigns. You do see some of it that way, but you see a lot of it in the multiplayer. Um, and that is one of the big things that Cyberpunk, you know, has started leaking that multiplayer is coming. We're starting to learn some of the things that are happening uh, for multiplayer. We don't know when yet. We don't know all the features. But uh, from all the news we've got so far, it is going to go multiplayer, which is what we talked about early on. We said, doesn't this game seem like a multiplayer game? But they didn't mention that in the pre-stuff. You never really knew, was it going to be or was it not going to be? We talked about that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now now it seems that it it is going to be. I don't think it's just like little leaks. I'm pretty sure it's stuff that Cyberpunk's actually put out. um, Listing some of the features that are going to come with multiplayer. I haven't dove into it. I plan on diving into it on the next episode if you guys join in and we'll kind of give you whatever details we have up to now um i know there's also been some pretty big updates and the game has gotten a little less glitchy and people hate it a little less mm-hmm. um so so they're doing some of the stuff they said they were going to do real rough start um but they're moving pretty quickly on trying to keep their audience and i think this mod thing is going to help for sure yeah that's good um, we also have here, uh, some last, last of us two news uh, that I wanted to share. Looks like the last of us two, um, has won the most awards of any game so far, according to game, uh, according to a game of the year tracker. Uh, wow. This was spotted by user Australia, uh, on the last of us subreddit, uh, naughty dog sequel begged, bagged 
261 awards in 2020, according to the Game of the Year Tracker website, uh, GameAwards.net. When compared to the top earners in preceding years, this figure shows The Last of Us 2 has uh, become the game to receive the most so far. Says the website pulls together awards given by media outlets and readers. Choice awards uh, shows you the games which won the most each year. It does say starting in 2003 and going up until 2020, uh, you can take a look back at which games came out at uh, the top of each year. Uh, It says The Last of Us 2 only just overtakes the likes of uh, CD Projekt Red's The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which he had earned 260 wins altogether back in 2015. So um, that should show you that uh, the game definitely worth playing. Um, mm-hmm. For that, for that RPG element, um, that's one. That's one that skipped past me because I was in the no internet zone. That's mm-hmm. one that's been on my mind for this whole year. But you know, that's a good one that we can still get and play mm-hmm. together. You know, a single player experience. Yep. As long as we get some more time. Yeah. There's plenty of games we want to play. We got to get some more time to play. Mm-hmm. Let's just make this our job, guys. Come on. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> well, Ryan, what was the other one that you had, brother? Uh, the other news story I've got here is about some speedrunners playing a game called Hitman 3. Okay. I've heard uh, of that game. Yeah, this game is, is now released. It's doing really well. And they've got three speedrunners that have worked out how to beat the uh, game's first level. And how long do you think, Hunter? Let me guess. Um... Don't cheat. Um, 15 seconds geez I would never guess that if somebody said how long does it take to beat a mission in in Hitman I'm so slow at that game I would automatically think oh you know maybe 30 seconds no but they did they beat it in 9 so at least it's still lower than what you guessed 9 seconds to beat uh, the first level I'm sure there's a bunch of other uh, levels you know that they're that they're working on but that is a uh, world record as of right now is nine seconds on the first level of Hitman. It's hard to even imagine beating a games, a game like that, a level in that kind of speed. So um, that's something. Did you have it on here where we're going to watch it, Clint? Or no, there was a video for it. Uh, I didn't pull it up, but I could. Uh, if you want to give me just a second, I can pull that up. I mean, it's a whole nine seconds. So I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was in the... We could check it out. Well, let me check real quick and make sure this isn't one of those. It is. Never mind. Let's not do it. This is a two-minute video of them talking about the nine-minute, nine-second win. So, no, let's not do that. Never mind, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Mm, mm, mm. Anyways, um, maybe we see how fast we can beat it and see if we can get, you know, below a minute because I doubt it. Well, that means we get to cheat first, right? We get to watch them do it and then try it. No, 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 no. We get to, no, you got to do both. You got to try to do it without looking. Okay. And then once we get to our fastest, we learn their technique and then try that. Mm-hmm. That's what we should do. Okay. That sounds fun. I'm, I'm more on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Thanks for sharing the Hitman news, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to, we need to get in there and play that game too. That's another, another yeah, one. The only reason you know, I, sorry, I was going to say the only reason I, was even close in that guessing because I watched somebody play the first level the other day. Oh, really? Is it a real short level? 
<clears throat> no, but if, if we see, there's two ways you can play Hitman. You can play it really sneakily, or you can just go in there running gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it takes place on a skyscraper, and once you kill the target, you just jump off of the skyscraper and parachute. Mm, okay. So I imagine what they did is they just ran in, grabbed the weapon, found the target, yeah. shot them, jumped. Okay. Okay. Of course, I've never seen the mission, guys, so that's why nine seconds blows me away. I'm just thinking, I know I've spent hours on some missions on Hitman in the past. Obviously not the first one, but deeper into the game, you get into some of the tougher ones, and I'm trying to beat them without getting caught at all, right? Mm -hmm. And some of those have been ridiculous for me. Well, you know, it it was good enough that people wanted to talk about it, so it wasn't like it was totally not worth it. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay, well, it's time, Ryan Hunter. It's time to talk about our fears. It's time okay. to talk about Resident Evil. I also which... watched gameplay on this demo. Oh, nice. Okay, so you did watch uh, the Resident Evil stuff. I didn't know if you did or not. You I did didn't not... watch it. I just watched somebody play the demo the other day. You did not throw a video in. I'm doing it right now, Ryan. Okay, I, just make a I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the showcase. I just watched a guy play the demo. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Resident Evil had their big showcase. As Hunter said, mm-hmm. there was a demo, which we will talk about here. Um, but first, we're going to get through the main part. Resident Evil Village uh, is going to be released on May 7th, 2021. Um, they also announced here that it will be launching confirmed for the pc ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox series s and xbox one okay so, uh there you go you get your may 7th release we also have some gameplay slash graphics so we're going to be primarily looking at this is the what the third trailer mm-hmm. so we're gonna look at the trailer that they released uh at the showcase see what you guys think excuse uh, me gives you a little little uh more in-depth look at the game um and then we'll we'll also discuss this real quick. We're not going to watch the demo tonight, but we are going to mention it here. Um, they are doing a Resident Evil Maiden demo, or, or they showed it at the at the showcase. This is a PlayStation Five exclusive. Okay. Mm, okay. So you can download it on your PlayStation Five and play it today. Um, so at the Resident Evil showcase. Uh, alongside the news of the exclusive PS5, like we just said, the standalone experience uh, is going to launch later in the day. Uh, okay, let's get past this part where I just said that. So this demo, the big point of it is to show the hor- the the graphics, mm-hmm. the audio, that kind of thing, uh, to showcase what the game can do, um, and also how it can make it a uh, very scary, immersive experience. Says uh, the okay. Maiden demo doesn't take place during the main story of Resident Evil Village. Uh, Maiden was originally designed as a visual demo that would allow you to explore the inside of Dimitriscu Castle. I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's but, it. But it, it evolved to include a short story and puzzle solving. Um, unlock, unlike the main game, there's no combat in the demo, no blocking, no shooting, nothing. Instead, uh, producer F- uh, Fembino says the demo was designed to have players get a real feel for the visuals and audio as they take the maiden on a journey to find a way out of the castle. So uh, just sounds like the fact that they released a demo just for that tells me it's going to be epic. 
they they must be really proud mm-hmm. of the visual and audio in this game. Yeah. Now this is this one is is VR just like the last one, right? I believe it's going to have VR crazy? support because it's all first person. So yeah, and I, I that's why I think it's be. coming out on. Uh, that's why your demo is coming out on PlayStation. I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks it looks good. So we're gonna we're gonna play this trailer real quick, guys. Uh, this first trailer, see what we think, talk about it, and then we'll move on to the next uh, piece of Resident Evil news. Okay. Positively, all right. We talked about this. I know. We hardly talk about anything else. Well, they're not getting along, guys. <laughs> I mean, that looks good just on YouTube graphics alone. The bell tolls for us all. They're coming again. (laughs) Mother Miranda, I regret to inform you that Ethan Winters has escaped that fool Heisenberg. Because he is in my castle and has already proven too much for my daughters to handle. When I find him. No, Mother Miranda. Yes, of course, I understand the importance of the ceremony. I won't let you down. A lot of detail. Someone Just jeez. What the hell is going on here? No. The place is full of nothing but blood and death. Just a complete different vibe for Resident Evil. Really pulls from the Resident Evil 4, I feel like. It's even different than that, though. Yeah. From what I saw the other day. Wow, zombies with swords? What? There you are. Yes, that chick's super tall. (laughs) Okay, so that looks... That looks almost like when they went the wrong direction with Resident Evil... uh, What was that? Five? Right? And it went like two two arcade This is going... Let's see what you're really made of. It's a different direction for Resident Evil, but very... It looks like it's staying dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a pretty big shift in storyline. Mm. Whoa, you know that guy. That looked like the dude from the last game. What guy? Yeah, from seven. Yeah, the main the main dad. What was his name? I forget. His oh name. yeah, surely not. That's who it looked like though. Didn't it? Or am no, I, I just it's I definitely can't remember for sure. It definitely looks like someone we're supposed to know. And I looked into that guy's eyes plenty of time when he scared the piss out of me and that looked like mm-hmm. the guy. You played that game the most, so I mean I so, can trust you on it. From what I could tell, looking at some of this stuff, and I don't know if you're going to cover this at all, Clinton, mm-hmm. but they look vampire-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have actually been upset about that. I think they said that these, uh, like this woman and some of those are vampires. vampires. So yeah. like, why would you bring vampires into Resident Evil? And that's why I said, I think they went pretty big leap on the storyline, like they've done on some other ones. But in my opinion, they kept what's important to Resident Evil, which is 
that the the darkness, the deepness yeah. of the game. And if so, they keep that and go a different direction, they're probably just using the name Resident Evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to come out with something different and spin in a different direction a little bit. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not against that. You know, as long I'm as it's still a good Resident Evil game. You think <laughs> zombies? You know, but I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel the there's there. You like you said, they're using the term Resident Evil and they're using a dark story. Like there's mm-hmm. obviously some sort of like. Yeah, it's you like, know, talk about the ceremony. There's obviously like a cultish type thing going on, right? I'm sure they're not going to get away from somehow they're still being tied to the Umbrella Corp and all that because they can't. You know, that's yeah. that's Resident Evil, but um, or a strain of their blood will be infused mm-hmm. with the T virus or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And, and mm-hmm. not to give too much away from the last game. I mean, if you haven't played it by now, just skip skip thirty seconds. We'll talk about it real quick. Um, Umbrella Corporation is still involved in the end of Resident Evil Seven, so yeah, or 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 the remnants of that. So, um, I would say it has to tie into this just because of Ethan being involved, because he's from mm-hmm. Resident Evil Seven. Now, uh, with that said, you know everybody, people may be up in arms about, oh, we don't, you know, we don't like the whole vampire thing. I get that; it's not really my thing, but. It depends on how they uh, bring in the story, right? So yeah. if if the virus is creating these quote-unquote vampires and werewolves, because we know there's a werewolf-looking dude in the game. We've seen him in the main trailer when they did the first reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It kind of depends on how they deliver it, right? Because there were creatures, crazy creatures, in the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 1. Yeah, there's always All been those. weird creatures. It's definitely not just a zombie a zombie story. It's no. Creatures and other ones though are mutations of the virus. Mm-hmm. So it's, yep. what what they won't get away with, like you're saying, is if we just have a story with vampires and and uh, no, they, that's what I'm saying. They have to be tied into the into Umbrella Corp. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what the crap is this? It's going to have to tie into the lore of the whole Resident Evil mm-hmm. story. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. It's also, if you look at the past and the newer Resident Evils that we've seen in the next gen, um, the trailers give you a snippet, but it's never as deep as the actual story goes. And yeah, it never really feels like the way that that. I feel like when they showed the trailer or demo to seven, it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. I'm saying like it was completely different than what the actual game introduced to us. Right. Yeah, I agree. The demo was you alone in this house, and there's this crazy girl, and you're thinking, okay, I just got struck with this haunted house. And then you get the actual game and see that, oh, no, it's this whole family. They're messed up. Like, there's just a lot more to it than, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what will be here, too. There will be a big, a big story unfolding in this, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. Yeah, I agree 100%. We'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I feel for the people that have those feelings towards the vampire werewolf mm-hmm. route that they seem to be going. But again, that could just be early uh, mutation, right? We don't really know mm-hmm. as things get crazy with the characters what's going to happen. Um, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Now, my second, or I guess my third little tidbit here of the showcase. Uh, this one actually skipped past me. I didn't see it till after the showcase. Uh, they announced Resident Evil Reverse. So Resident Evil Reverse uh, is a surprise announcement of a brand new multiplayer experience 
And it's confirmed uh, by Resident Evil Village producer Tuishayoshi Kanda that it'll be mm. free for all Resident mm. Evil 8 players. It says here, okay. the, the tongue-in-cheek tone Resident Evil Reverse sees you taking charge of popular Resident Evil characters and pitting them against each other. Um, icons... Uh, it, this can include all icons from the series. So in the short gameplay clip, which we're about to watch, uh, you're going to see Leon, Claire try to blast each other full of bullets in the Raccoon City Police Department with even more stalwarts of the series, then joining the action. So it says here the players will take part in a four to six player death match on maps based on locations from the series. Uh, with the RPD confirmed, of course. Uh, and we, it says here that they can't wait to see uh, the other areas that might be in the game. Um, it also says here that on top of that, Resident Evil Reverse isn't the end, as players will be able to spawn back in as a bioweapon to strike back against their foes who downed them. Hmm. If taking on Leon S. Kennedy wasn't hard enough already, well, get ready. So I think what that means is you're going to be a monster, some kind of monster. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's let's roll over. That's, that's very unexpected. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a very different direction to go. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm going to share that in the link for you guys so you can get it. And we're going to check. This it is out. my favorite kind of news when we get to watch videos. It's like a book with pictures. <laughs> All right. In three, two, one. Like some cell shaded looking Borderlands stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you notice though that was that was uh, Jill? Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Whoa. Oh, there's a bad guy from Resident Evil Seven. Mm. People might have a lot of fun with that. That's interesting, especially because it's free. It's just yeah. kind of an add-on. It's like it's like uh, you know the zombies. For, for Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting yeah. little twist. That's pretty crazy. I wouldn't have thought in a while that Resident Evil would have done that. No, me neither. I love Out of left actually. field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's all I've got on news, guys. Uh, that's that's all we got. So all right. That was well, that was good. Um, we don't have a transition for Q and A, right? This is our first time doing a real Q and A. Yeah, this is our first time uh, diving right in. So I don't. I don't know how this part goes. So there's no rules on the question and answer, guys. This is pretty much an excuse for us to play video games during the podcast. <laughs> so uh, send in your questions here live on the stream if you got any. If not, we have some emails that we're going to answer. And if you guys got any questions, if anything develops uh, out of those said conversations, then so be it. So Ryan, did you already have a question waiting on you? Is that what you said? Yes, uh, not on the live. I was that was just people saying, "Are you guys ready to oh. start answering some of those questions?" And I said, "We're just about ready." 
Okay. But we'll wait till we're, you want to launch or you want to go ahead and start one right now? I got okay, one go, from emails. Go, go ahead and start. Yeah, we're good. Okay. We've got a Jeff Jeff, which I'm sure his name is just Jeff from Montana. And he said, what is your very first gaming memory? Hmm. First gaming memory ever, huh? You mm-hmm. send me an invite. Yeah, I send you an invite. Did you hear the question, Honor? Yes, first gaming memory ever. 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 Okay. Ever. That's pretty rough. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... I think, like, my that. fondest memory, my fondest earliest memory is either Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation with my dad or, like, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Okay. On the PlayStation with my dad. You played stuff earlier than that, right? But you just don't, they're not really locked in as a good memory. Yeah. They yeah. Just, I get what you're saying. Memory of those games. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, you know, I don't either. It's hard to put together and go, okay, I remember playing uh, like Pong and stuff like that on the Atari and having a blast. Um, but I don't remember if that was my first or when we got an Atari later and we're playing some retro games. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I think my first game I really remember is probably Duck Hunt. The first game I fell in love with was Duck Hunt. Um, I remember just thinking it was the most awesome thing that we had these guns that we actually got to use. To me, it was just epic. It was like, we're in the future. We got guns in our living room. How are they doing this? It was it was the best. Uh, for me, if I'm really thinking about it, it has to be... Uh, you know, you said duck hunt. So for me, it would have to be Mike Tyson's punch out uh, with the okay. big one for me because we had it. My brother was really good at it. So he was the only one that I knew of that could get to Mike Tyson. I don't remember if I ever seen him beat Mike, but uh, definitely remember that just being like a cool thing because you knew Mike mm-hmm. Tyson in that game was a mm-hmm. huge deal, just like in real life. So, um, yeah, so that'd be it. Oh, like, yeah, that was first, when everything was Mike Tyson mm-hmm. at that time. So, I mean, that would have to be my real first memory of, of awesome. I'm back. So, Jeff, Jeff, thank you for the email, bro. And Jeff, Jeff. Uh, also, Jeff. a reminder, guys, if you want to email us or message us, you can always go to uh, Delirious Dads Gaming uh, or email us at Clinton at DeliriousDadsGaming.com. That's where you can find us. I know that's a big email address to, to put in, but, you know, you can send us something and we'll either talk about it on the show or or get your question out there. So, well, what we kind of did was pass out the emails to each other. So Oops. we're all we're all gonna ask emails from from people that email, emailed us and things like that. So, my first one that are you letting me go first? Yeah, go ahead. Somebody sent in one specific to me, so I'm gonna go ahead and do that one first. Okay, all right. Says Hunter, what is your favorite thing to cook? Um, and that's a hard one because I don't really have. Uh, like a special dish that I enjoy to cook the most. I I would say my favorite type of cuisine to cook is probably um, Cajun or Creole. Hmm. So okay. like like uh, Louisiana style cooking. I need to learn more of that. I did find that in those shrimp. I don't know if you guys remember that picture I sent you, but that guy uh, gets that fresh shrimp, <laughs> and we need to do a big boil this year. That would be a blast. Oh man, that'd be yes. so good. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Well, I wanted, I wanted to let Maurice know real quick in the chat. Yeah, we're doing a little Rocket League during the podcast, so it's a little weird, I know. He says the uh, the teriyaki chicken in Tulsa was far. So there you <laughs> go. Uh, 
I don't know, things to cook. Well, I, I wasn't much of a cook until Christmas time. I got the World of Warcraft cookbook from my brother-in-law, Sean. And uh, yeah, it, it, it awoken something in me that I didn't know was there. So, yeah. so far- Once you start, it's fun. Yeah, so far what I cooked that I was like most proud of and really enjoyed, even though I overcooked it a little bit, um, would have to be the- oh. It was Great Father's Great Father Winter's uh, Winter uh, Vale Roast. So basically, it was just a roast. You know, your basic roast with the, you know, your your garlic and your and all your herbs and stuff that you mix in with it. But I made a uh, red wine sauce that it called for, and, and so yeah, so you cook the roast, and then once the roast is done, you cook it for about an hour in the oven. Once it's done, you make that that custom red wine sauce and you uh you put it over your roast and it kind of sucks mm. in the juices yeah that sounds good yeah so i don't know i'm pretty impressed with it uh making the making the red wine sauce you know i about lost my my mind so i did not did you <laughs> yeah well, because it's so dark right so it you know it had uh, a lot of different things in it including some cloves and i think it had uh i can't remember the name now um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head while we're playing but anyway so i had all this stuff in the sauce with it while you're while you're cooking it right and so it just kind of looked kind of like a black it just looked black so i just thought oh my god i'm just burning the sauce but i wasn't mm. it was just <laughs> it was all the stuff that you have in there and then once you're done cooking it you strain it and you're good so that was your favorite thing to make how did it taste tasted really good the only problem yeah. was my daddy came over to eat with us and whenever i pulled yeah. the roast out it was bit, it was pink and he didn't want it pink. He wanted me to cook it a little bit longer. So I did. And then guess what it did? Made the roast. Dried it out. Yep. 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 So, I mean, it was still good, but it was just definitely like, dang, I should have took it out when I had it. Yeah. So. If you're going to go past done on a roast, then you have to wait for it to actually break down. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was on that, um, on that one. Okay. So Hunter, um, this one actually includes everybody. Uh, this <laughs> one's. Yeah, so this one's from Dennis. He said, uh, what is each person's process when trying to come up with ideas for their segments? Uh, this would include anything like te technical setup, things you might want to say, that kind of thing. I don't know, man. I just I just go with a flow usually. <laughs> uh, well, I, like, I will say... When you do your quiz. Like, I, I think say, that's like a special... All, all that depends on the segment, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say like when, it, when I go into my gaming or my quizzes that I make... There is a lot that goes into that. I, I watch uh, a lot of videos, uh, research. Um, we're just getting wrecked, by the way, because we're not paying yeah, attention. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, I, need to do I need to change. Get to follow the ball. My settings are changed. So uh, for me, it's definitely uh, some research. Uh, I watch a lot of Easter egg videos, usually, uh, sometimes in my free time, even. So using some of those things that I learn on that. And then putting stuff together that I would like to do myself. You know, I feel like the quizzes that I make um, interest me enough that I would love to do those quizzes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I go by. Like, if I don't want to take this quiz, I'm not going to make Clint and Ryan do it. Yeah. So um, I try to I try to do do that and then just be creative with what I come up with. As far as news, same thing. I like to include news stories that get people hyped or excited. Um, you know. Clinton likes to do lawsuit stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that was going to be my next question off of that question, which would be, 
I would say yes. In the news, I try to pick things that I'm interested in and things that I think other people are interested in, even if I'm not. But then sometimes news is just really weak and thin and you've just got to kind of do what you've got. Uh, and so the question would be when there's not good news, what's your next thought there, Clint? Uh, when there's not good news, then I kind of tend to gravitate towards what I like more, I guess. Because I figure if 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 we think it's uh, entertaining and exciting, then maybe someone else The will. show will be better itself, too. And we're going to carry the show better. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We're going nice. to be more uh, enthused Wait, about it. I, I, I agree. The weaker the news, the more I pick what I'm into. That's yeah. exact same for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say... Um, you know, for me, I think prep's a little bit different because I'm doing more of the streaming part of it in the background. So oh. uh, I would say, you know, for me, it's kind of a week long thing, depending on what I'm working on. Like, uh, I may make some graphics to go on to the show, just little things that I can think of. Um, so a lot of my stuff sometimes goes into editing, which yeah, we want to get Hunter more into it. And Ryan can already kind of do it. He just hasn't done it in a while, if that makes sense, uh, for our stuff. So I think it's just for him finding time to be able to do it. But um, I'm more into the graphics. and the. So when we really got into this this podcast, uh, we wanted to do some retro stuff is kind of where we started moving towards. So we started doing graphics that were more retro, color schemes. That's kind of in right now. Plus, we're not really just trying to, like, be cool as far as what's hip right now, we actually all naturally like the eighties. So yeah. Um, anything. 80s we don't play a ton of retro games. That's just the style we like, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So when Clint says we're trying to do more retro, we're talking about our look, our branding, mm-hmm. um, but we don't really play a ton of retro games. So if that's misleading to you guys, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as far as like whenever I'm prepping for news or really, I don't know. I, I started doing the audio quiz and I think that's been a lot of fun. It's, it's a little more work, but I think that works good for our podcast. Um, but as far as news goes, like Ryan was saying, if it's a light week, then I'm going with what I'm interested in. Uh, I still sometimes sprinkle things in that I already know of because for instance, I play, wow, we know that. So, um, you know, there's people that do like that game. And so sometimes I'll sprinkle it in, in there. Cause I, I did, I did learn early on with the podcast though, that it's good to highlight your news and just kind of hit your, your, your bullet points. Uh, mm-hmm. when, I, when I first, when we first started doing the podcast, you'll, you'll notice, um, a lot more reading on my end, uh, less idea inner interjection. So I feel mm-hmm. like I made myself get better at doing that. And well, I mean, none of us have been newscasters. You know what I mean? This is all, this whole thing is new for us. If you guys are listening out there, it's not like, uh, we've been doing, you know, shows and things like that forever. We just kind of started into this and said, hey, let's let's wing it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. We think we're entertaining, of course, but everybody does. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of learning and a lot of growing. And we're still figuring out our creative process. So to say, well, you know, 100 percent, what do you got down? Well, you know, there's days where we feel a little froggy and we change it up. Well, what do you got, Ryan? I know you had another one. Yes, I do here. Oh, Maurice okay. in the hold on, sorry, cut you off. Maurice in the live stream said, uh, "This is related back to our cooking segment a minute ago or our cooking discussion." He says, "Does Hunter still have the ice hard knife though?" Yes, I do. 
Ice hard knife. Tell me oh. about this. What? What's your name? Best, best knife I have. It's a German uh, ice hardened steel, and uh, oh, okay. It's it's a very nice knife. Okay. Um, I bought it for me for my birthday one year, mm, and that's nice. the best knife I have. That'll probably be unless I go go buy another knife, which I don't need to because that one I have a sharpener for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just a sturdy knife. You won't find many knives sturdier than that. It's very, very nice chef knife, very precision cutting. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's a great feeling knife. It's it's different because the the blade on a good knife uh, feeds all the way into the handle. And if you can buy a lot of cheap knives that aren't that way, the blade are separate from the handle. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of mm-hmm. fit into it. But this is... Uh, the the <clears throat> the spine of the blade runs all the way down through the handle. So, mm. anyways, okay. Can now my, my question is, I'm not even going to read this right. Probably, Osiris. Os. <laughs> it's not Osiris. I'm going to say it's Osiris. And I guess I'm not going to read his last name because we said we weren't going to do that. But he seems um, maybe Japanese. Okay, so I'm probably saying the the name completely wrong. Nice. And his question is. Simply, why are you guys doing this? That's all he wrote. Oh, like, so we don't that's know if that's like good or bad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why are you yes. making me watch okay. this? I'm not sure. It all, all matters how you want to take it, I guess. I mean, he's he's listened enough to know our email and send us an email, so. Yeah, so he's listening, at least listened through one episode. Um, why are we doing this? Okay. Uh, simple. We like We like gaming. <laughs> No, uh, you know we're three dads that that enjoy gaming, and we wanted to kind of put it in, baby. Put our opinions oh, out oh, there, no. and also kind of Just learn, missed it. learn a little bit. You know, uh, all of us learn together, whether that be being a dad or you know the gaming. I don't know uh, industry. You know, I feel like we've learned quite a bit in the in the almost two years that we've done this. Yeah, I think there's multiple reasons. We all like gaming. We're dads, and we were kind of three dads in three different stages of life, so we thought that would be interesting take uh, to be an interesting take on doing podcasting and gaming and talking to people about what is it like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, to try to be into gaming and all that still and still be dads. So we thought that would be interesting. But then also me and Clint, we we go way back, and we've always been into – uh, entertainment and graphic design and this kind of falls into both of those we get to play around with both of those things mm-hmm. and so for us this is you know I think it's just automatically part of our personality it was like how do we take our personality and apply it to something you know that's that's a hobby or is enjoyable and this kind of just fit in pretty easily mm-hmm. it, it was like you know one day Clint was like hey I was thinking about this and it was like yes we're doing it so <laughs> That's kind of how that went. And so I would say the big part of why is I think it's kind of just who we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had discussed it a little bit and then Hunter had kind of came into the fold because uh, I had already kind of had the idea of it building in my brain. I just didn't really know. We almost won that game, guys. I think we got distracted by the question, which is OK. We still love you guys. <laughs> yeah, we lost a game for you in the podcast. So I hope mm-hmm. you guys are, are uh, feeling proud. But yeah, so Hunter comes along later in the in the process, and um, I just felt like Hunter was he was a little more into it. He was younger; he was going to be a younger dad, uh, you know. As so, it just kind of all all that fit 
you know, I was already uh, getting to know Hunter and trusted him. And, uh, you know, I felt like he was, he was enough different from me and Ryan that I, know, I felt like it was a great, a great balance and, uh, you know, change it up adds to the show. So Ooh, we all finally just uh, decided high. to sit down and got serious about it. And here we are. <laughs> hundred episodes later. Yep. hundred episodes later, a little bit less uh, nipple air. Um, here we are. So very good question. And and how did you say that name? Arkin Harkin? <laughs> I said Osiris, but I don't think I'm doing uh, that right at all. Okay. But well, thank you for the question anyways. <laughs> well, this one I got uh, is from Sean. Now, uh, Sean didn't necessarily email me. He actually texted me. And so I felt like this was good enough to put out on the show because it is. sometimes you need some, oh. some splaining, okay? Mm-hmm. So Sean says, uh, Clint, are you drunk when you post live feeds uh, of particular games that aren't in your stream? <laughs> so there you go. So what what he means is sometimes you may see that we're playing, for instance, this happened, uh, I believe, last night. You may see that we're playing Fall Guys. You log in. We're not playing Fall Guys. We're playing Warzone. Okay. So that means uh, that Clint is not drunk. He, uh, he started oh, games close. without updating the restream that we use. Mm. And yep. by, the, by the time you start the stream with that program, you can't go back and update it. So uh, you're stuck with what you got. And I was like, the heck with it. So no, I'm not drunk. No, I don't. It's not that I don't care. It's just the stream has started. I'm not going to restart it. I would actually say that's a complicated double-edged sword kind of question because is he? No. Has he been? Probably. <laughs> no, that's only... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought that was only... A, well, I guess that's true. He's asking about all streams in general. So, yeah. Right. So, thank you for keeping me honest there, Sean. All right, Hunter, what's the next one you got on your board, bro, bro? I got one from John Lee, 98. Okay. And he says... How come your logo has a nice beard and only one of you can grow an actual beard? Wow. 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 Why would he talk about you two that way? That's messed wow. up. Jeez. Man. Well, I know that I'm the, either way, I'm the odd man out, right? I'm just, I'm Patches McGillicuddy over yeah, here. So. No He's definitely not talking about him. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's between you guys. Who has the better beard? I, it's obviously Hunter has the better beard. Yes, our character has a dark beard, so people say he looks like me. But the one with the best beard is Hunter. I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm I'm good within my skin. <laughs> I've got a patchy beard, as Clint puts it, like a patchy Indian because I'm native. Uh huh. Nothing wrong with that. And, right? Yeah, I don't think it's racist. Well, it can't be and Indian, so I don't. Why, why do we have that? I don't know. You know, we have the beard because we all wish we had sweet beards, and we don't. Yeah, That's, that'd be my best answer. And I think when and you, it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> when you think of a gamer dad, you don't really. No. You don't necessarily think of a clean-shaven dad all the time. You know, you think about... No, most of the time not. You know? And today's dad, I should say. So, that's where we're at on that. I would say uh, the logo was not made to look like Ryan, so that just kind of happened on accident. It's because he loves yeah, me. He really does look like Ryan. It's like he dark. Does. Yeah, it's dark crazy. And everything. So, I can only assume if his name is John and not just his email but i can I think, only assume he was talking about ryan but I, I think i did black just because that's more neutral you know it kind of fits with a little <laughs> color, every color scheme out there for change up purposes and that kind of thing Jeez, dude. so uh hog and piss sent us a uh 
email. He says protein or desserts. And that's that's all of us, I believe. Protein or desserts. Yep. Wow. That's what he asked. Yep. He's so, a dad for sure. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't know if he's talking about uh, meat. He's, well, obviously he's talking about meat. So I guess he's going to know, peanuts, like, you know, like if we're the last people standing, I, I don't know. So I think he's saying if you had to pick your yeah. favorite category of food to eat, protein or desserts. I think that's a really deep question. Yeah. We like both. So, uh, man, if I had to live without one, see, that's a different question. If you had to go with one for the rest of your life, I'm going to skip desserts. I'm going to take protein. I love my meat and you're going to survive off of it a lot better. Uh-huh. But if you're going unpractical and you're saying, hey, it's not going to affect your weight, uh, even though you're a fatty, um, you're going to be good. And what would you prefer to have, meats or desserts? Ooh, geez, I probably that's a 50-50. I know that's not an answer you want. I'm going with That's almost unanswerable but, for but, me. But you don't get for to, me, see? So that's, for, me, uh, for me, I'm thinking, which one would you rather live without? And uh, uh, I got to say, I, I don't want to live without proteins in my life. Yes, on the live without, it's definitely. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm the only one out of us that have scored three times now. The uh, if you're talking about what you got to live without, it's got to be it's got to be desserts. I'm with I you. That beautiful cross I just put on you, dude. He, wow. he says three times nice. now, and we've only scored one point. So I'm really confused. Well, that's in this game. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we almost won. Uh, for me, protein, protein or desserts. I'm going to have to go with. Uh, I'm going to have to deal with uh, desserts, I think. Because in this world, I'm not gluten. Oh, my gosh. So I should yeah, just eat all the gluten I want. That's true. Which is in, in like every dessert. So I think that's where I'm All at. right. All right. So we got Kristen. We got a girl. Thank you, Kristen. And uh, unless you're a guy and your name's Kristen. Sorry, Kristen. Um, gaming questions, since our last few have not been. And she said... Uh, what has been the game that you've devoted the most hours to ever? Well, that's an easy one for me. Wow. Is that is that who's is that directed to all of us or just? That's, yeah, that's to all of us. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, obviously, World of Warcraft, hands down. I could be a doctor on that. The amount of time <laughs> I put on that game. So. Reckless, welcome to the chat, bro. We're doing a little question and answer. So if you got any questions that you want to that throw in, it doesn't matter what they are. We'll talk about them here on the podcast. It's golf with friends. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, uh, I'm just thinking about the fact that that is kind of a serious statement, Clint made. If, if you took the same hours that you poured into WoW, you could be a doctor. That's kind of scary when you really think about that. We yeah. could say that about a lot of things in our life, right? I mean, I could say that about fishing or whatever. But... Uh, it's just weird to kind of think about that. I never put it uh-huh. down on paper like that. Well, how I know is because it calculates. It's always calculating when you're in the game, like logged in. Mm-hmm. So um, if you took, I think you put backslash played, it will show the age of your character on that particular character. And I think my main okay. character is like 198 days total or something crazy like that of like, that's hours, wow. hours. Per yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. I say 198 days. I'd have to really go and look, but I know it was definitely up there. Triple D. That's just one character, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I look at that, I'm like, dang, that doesn't count all the other games I played in my life either. I don't know. It'd be cool if you could calculate that for other hobbies, right? Like fishing, yeah. uh, cooking. Mine, there's probably a uh, 
another game that I might have played as much as this game, but I can't remember there being another game that I played as much as this game and enjoyed at the same time, the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that would be um, Left 4 Dead 1. Okay. I don't think I don't think I've ever devoted and enjoyed a game so much to the point that I'm just going to conquer, you know, every, every single attribute of the game and make sure I get every achievement, no matter how ridiculous it is. Because I've never enjoyed a game enough to keep playing it that much. It's just it's never really happened for me. And it just happened to fall right in the time in my life where I could. You know what I mean? Like, I just happened to have the time to do that. And I don't even know if I could, you know, since then, have I even had time where I could devote that much time? So is it a fair? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Can't say. The one I've, I've devoted the most to. I think for me is GTA. GTA specific one or just the whole brand or a five and then online. Okay. Online, yeah. That's the most, the most you've enjoyed. I enjoyed. I just think it's the most I put the most time into. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The question specifically about time. Yeah. How much yeah. have you played it? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mike Vasuli over on the Facebook says, any thoughts on why GameStop's GameStop GameStop stock exploded on the market? Whew. That's a good question. Well, I didn't know that they did. Everybody's trying to get in there for those new consoles, baby. Well, I don't know. Very, very, I'm, they've, they've been doing nothing but dying and closing down stores, so that's an interesting question. I don't know why. Well, they changed their business model. Yeah, yeah, they did. They switched over to this whole, you know, you hang out here and whatnot. Do you think and that started game there and tournaments? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Now uh, things are up and people don't have really anywhere to go. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to that episode, Clint, but we talked about GameStop pivoting the stores that they didn't close. They opened up lounges and mm-hmm. uh, gaming areas with yeah. gaming PCs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, some of them are actually a little bit different. It's not like each one's the same. Um, and they've even got tabletop gaming areas in some of them. So they kind of switched over from a store to a I don't, almost like a gaming cafe, right? Game that's cafe, kind of yeah. They, yeah, that's how they pivoted, mm-hmm. which I think was a pretty good pivot. Yeah, um, I, know, I know the one here in the Glenpool area where we live. Uh, you know, they had started doing that and put on. You can even rent it out for tournaments and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe that might be why. That's the only change that I know of that could have any kind of an effect like that. Yeah, because they don't have a virtual store going on or anything. So, well, they always do. They've always had online. Well, when I say virtual, presence. I mean like a like like Steam. They don't have. Oh yeah, yeah, online. yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty cool thank you mike for the happy 100th episode uh we appreciate it bro mark the tart says so far in the podcast what has been your best story covered so far oh geez <laughs> i should have read some of these ahead of time right yes uh man i would say most controversial had to be the rape date game Oh gosh, that we wow! About. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, throw it out there. I completely forgot about that. You know what this is starting to feel like? This what? episode, you what? know, like when you get uh, to the final episode of like most reality shows, they go through like the whole, you know, taking you back through the rest of that season. Yeah, <laughs> before they actually give you the winner and stuff. That's what yeah. this is feeling like. I'm yeah. liking it. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I could have did something like that, but I'm not going through 100 hours of audio. Sorry. Well, no, but that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're oh, yeah. reminiscing everything that's happened over this 100 episodes, and these questions are bringing a lot of memories that I forget about. 
Um, top story that that we covered that I can think of. Jeez, that's going to be. Well, I, I think it's. I think it's like it's um, not top, but it's like best. Like, what was your best? Your personal best? Oh, my personal best. So, like to me, the rape date game, I feel like was one of my best because it's just so like nuts, right? It's like mm-hmm. so it's something we don't usually talk about, and it was uh, crazy. Okay, mine's mine's going to be kind of a dud. That's what I'm going to bring up. I think the one I'm probably remembered for the most, well, maybe first or second most, yes, is Crackdown 3. We covered Crackdown 3 and all the amazing things that it was going to bring. And uh, it was the most hyped I've been for something that ended up being so bad. You know what I mean? I've been more hyped for other games, but never been more hyped to the point that something crashed that far below my hype. Mm-hmm. That, that's the first for that. Um, so, yeah. That's probably the most memorable next to uh, Giganticizing, which was a story we were talking about with um, Pokemon Go, if I remember right, back when it was first going crazy. Mm -hmm. I I really can't just sit here and think of like one I particularly remember as being like my favorite. Well, well, okay. So I'll flip the script then since you're having trouble. Best segment memory for you as far as what you Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Cause you're right. News can news is kind of my best segment memory is getting ten out of thirteen, <laughs> no ten out of twelve or something like that on that retro gaming quiz last week. I think you got twelve out of thirteen or no, eleven out of thirteen, something like that. Okay, just so you guys know, Mike said they're saying that this GameStop spike, which must be a big one, is uh, people are saying it's a scam that a lot of traders are jumping into it just to push it up. It's some kind of thing people are doing on purpose. If maybe inside trading or something like that going on. Okay. Okay. He said, yeah, I remember okay. when you guys played the zombie game that was crazy. I think that was one of my favorite watching. I think he's talking about when we were playing, um, uh, what's it called? World War Z. I okay. think that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Is that must, that had to be whenever I had a little too much to drink and we were out mm-hmm. on, the, on the boat and I don't didn't mean to interrupt you. Hunter. It. Oh no, you're good. That was pretty much done. Whoa, he said it went from $4 to over $100. Wow. And nobody nobody would have thought to buy, buy stock in that, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. That seems very crooked. Something's going on for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, I'll send- Are you going to do yours first? Or? No, I'm just telling Justin. I'll send you guys an invite after this match. It says, I am James Blunt. <laughs> James Blunt. Funny joke for me, right? Yeah. Um, mm. It says, what is your guys' favorite horror game and what's uh, the worst? What is the worst you've been scared on live stream? Ooh, oh, on live stream. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, well, you want to go first, Hunter, since uh, you've already seen the question? Yes. Um, favorite horror game? That one's tough. Uh, I, It's not. Okay. So my favorite horror game is probably one of the Resident Evils mm-hmm. just because it was so well done. Not necessarily because it was the scariest one I played, right? So I really, I really like that, um, which, and that's which, the favorite one I've played. Uh, which one? one is um, probably the the remake that we played together. Okay. Two. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was just an epic um, feeling. And then the favorite one I've watched other people play is Visage. That one looks or Visage. I don't know how you say it, but it looks very cool. It looks really creepy. Um, and then getting scared on 
live stream i don't i think the only time i remember getting like truly scared was playing phasmophobia yeah and clinton would be like yeah when you're in the trailer but there's times that i was actually inside <laughs> he was in the house he was yeah he was there walked in there so um but well i'll let you go first clinton and if you don't share what i'm thinking of then i'll uh i'll talk about it okay um so okay nice, so nice. favorite favorite horror game is such a broad question because there's so many different types of horror games um if we're strictly just talking about horror games played uh for me resident evil 7 vr i'll still stand by as the scariest i've done just because of the immersion of the vr right uh Mm -hmm. so that that just took it to a whole nother level now um as far as what we've played uh including stream uh i'd i'd have to say phasmophobia yeah i'm with i'm with hunter i mean because dead by daylight was scary but it it was never scary like phasmophobia was in that uh, phasmophobia you're always kind of on edge because there's no real mm-hmm. warning of what that that ai is going to do to you you know uh, when you play dead by daylight you hear the heartbeat coming you know that the the killer's on its way um whereas with phasmophobia you just don't know what's well, the time you've been scared on stream hmm. like the best has to be call of duty warzone yeah, it's funny. Yep. I think I, I was thinking you might say that. I know which one Hunter's thinking of, but I was thinking you might say that <laughs> because because yeah. the sound is so like not even. In okay, my he throws head. his mouse across the room. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I literally, have thrown my mouse off the keyboard part into the floor. Had to pick it up. So, but that's that's not like oh I'm scared. It's more like holy crap, you know the sound. It's coming back. It's coming back. But I mean that's kind of what what scary games are anyway right uh, but as far as like phasmophobia goes I mean I don't know it's pretty scary that first time that ghost cornered me in that bedroom scared the piss out of me so no I, I have one in particular in mind and it oh, was okay. when we played uh, In Silence oh. oh In Silence yeah, yeah. where you, you basically crapped your pants on live stream yeah I do remember that now was that from you or was that from uh, when we were playing with Justin? We were playing with... we. I was playing too. It was the very first time we played it, but we weren't playing it. Like None, nobody, none of us were the monster. We were playing a, like a computer monster. Hmm. And uh, we didn't know the mechanics yet. And so Clinton steps on a teddy bear, <laughs> yeah. which, which brings the monster in because he can only hear. He's deaf. Oh God! I just muffed that. Oh. Man, we're just terrible tonight, guys. Yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so he steps on a teddy bear, and he's just going about his business still. La, 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 la. And you can hear the monster like running up, do, 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 up the stairs. And Clinton's just oblivious still. And then all of a sudden, that just pops up in his face, and he's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that one did give me good. It's because my sound wasn't working. Right, okay, I blame it on my headset. Sure, Ryan. How about you, bro? I'm going to say that my favorite scary game is um, I wish I would have played more of it, but I'm probably going to I'm going to give it to Resident Evil 7. Okay. The, the graphics and the depth of that game was just different than anything I've played. Um, I, mean, but if, I just watched the gameplay on it. So, But if I'm going to, and that's VR specifically, you know. Um, but if we're going to talk about a game that I've actually put more time into and got to play a lot more, Man, I would have to say Resident Evil 2 back in the day on PlayStation. 
Okay. Um, I remember being so scared multiple times when the Licky Tongue guys came out and ripping my controller out of the PlayStation, you know, uh, non-voluntarily. You know what I mean? Just just because I was so scared. Right. And luckily, I remember just thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that this pauses your game. <laughs> and that game had so much intensity to it, due, not just due to the monsters and the creatures, but due to the fact that you're, um, you know, every move you make, every bullet you use, if you save and you use your ink, all of that matters. So it was so intense for somebody that, that I think is younger. So you're just wound up. You're all just wrapped up and, uh, and then boom, you know, it comes out in the scare. So that's not a live stream scare. That's just probably I put that in my scariest game mm-hmm. category. And then I would say live stream scare. I don't know. Probably when we first started playing Dead by Daylight, you know, because I haven't been live streaming that long. But Dead by Daylight definitely had moments where when their heart's beating, your heart's beating super bad and it's intense. It wasn't like a spook scare. But if you were to watch my face, you would know I was scared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've played many games that have put me in that actual scared mode, you know, uh, not while we're live streaming. So I'd have to put that game in there. Yeah. Which we need to get some more of your live face on there. Mm-hmm. Both of you really just captured some of that stuff. We got a we got a live question over on Twitch from Reckless. Okay. Wants to know if you could be in any animal, what would it be? Wow. Uh, Thank you, Reckless. Mm-hmm. Deep thought there. I don't know that you know. There's something to that. My first thought was Liger, which is just comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. But if I were to be an animal, the prideful man side in you says it needs to be some kind of apex predator, like a lion or a shark or Mm -hmm. something like that. But then as I think about it more, I think what would be funner? What would be like more enjoyable? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, he wants to know and why. Not that question. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that my answer would be some sort of a monkey. I think. Okay, so you just want to throw poo, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've got probably two choices there. If I had to pick one, that's really hard. But my mind says either a monkey or something something like a dolphin. Because the the dolphin would be because to be able to swim so fast and kind of have that, like the freedom of the ocean almost feels like you're flying, I guess. Okay. But I think the ocean has got more in it that's interesting than the sky. So that's why I would pick ocean over bird. But the reason I said monkey first is because of the uh, way I, when I watch monkeys in the trees and the way they almost like climb around and jump branch to branch, kind of like weightless. I mean, it just seems so effortless the way they're climbing around Mm -hmm. and they always, they monkeys almost always seem happy. Like when do you see a monkey that looks upset? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about a baboon or gorilla. They always look mad, but just a regular old like a monkey, almost like a lemur. You know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that. That's just like hopping around, eating fruit and bugs, and just, you know, having some sex and just mm-hmm. jumping around the trees. That's all I do. <laughs> that just sounds fun. <laughs> does. Uh, for me, uh, if you're going into the sex territory, rabbit all the way. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> just, I want to procreate this world, you know? get it mm-hmm. so uh i don't know rabbits but then i think of the whole death part and i'm like well it's pretty rough because you get shot in the head so i don't know unless it can be quick what do you mean if you're a rabbit you're automatically shot in the head when did this happen well you know whenever we go rabbit hunting you know there's a whole oh, I get you. rabbit season you know yeah it's true yeah, yeah. 
So, but I mean, that's, I guess that's with anything, right? Yeah. So, um, you want to be a male rabbit, I'm guessing. Cause a female. Yeah, rabbit's yeah, for rabbit. sure. Yeah. 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 Female <laughs> rabbit. Yeah. Pushing out a lot of babies all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously, if I had to pick, uh, I think it'd be cool to be like a shark, you know, be able to check out the areas that us humans don't normally get to just swimming in the water. All you want. Mike on the chat said, uh, the monkey that tore faces off people. I hate monkeys. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know what monkey be, that is. I would be a wolf. Okay. You'd be a wolf? Yeah, you get to hang out in packs still. <laughs> you got friends. And you get to be a, a hunter. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, pet little pack animal. And his I name's know. Hunter. Uh, he's a little player. Their life's a little rough, though, because you got the whole, uh, you know, alpha male. So mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna have to rip someone's throat out to get that position then you gotta keep it well if I don't if I'm cool just being in my spot that's not a big deal though you know yeah just being a beta that makes sense yeah. for you yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't have to you know so as long as I get a, a hunt and be a part of the pack and you know yeah yeah I can dig that I can dig that that doesn't seem that exciting when you break it down we got a monkey a rabbit and a wolf which hunts rabbits um oh, yeah you know what I mean? And a possible dolphin if I decided I didn't want to be a monkey. Okay. Yeah. So you want the shark killer. Okay. Yeah. Or, or the shark fighter. I don't know if they actually... Can they kill them? I know I know they're a good defense against them, but can they actually... Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they kill them. How, I guess they just keep keep ramming them till they're dead? Yeah, and they work as a team. Yeah. Rip. Oh, okay. Oh, God, I missed. I got you. Okay. Question was from and obviously this is not their name uh unless it is i'm sorry don't mean to insult you but their name is atlas which actually would be a decent name i guess i don't know uh-huh. sounds kind of cool yeah it's kind of um yeah atlas is asking um did you guys or have you or do you right did you have you or do you okay ever wanted to be involved in game design oh okay uh yeah i've actually i have in my mind been interested in it i think i think as far as coming up with game ideas you know as far as the nuts and bolts of it i don't know if i'd have the patience to stick with that part of it but yes, yeah the 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 idea part and actually coming up with a, a neat concept for a game yeah for sure. Yes. Okay. So you want you want to be the story writer, the teller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's actually the exact same answer I would give. I would love to come up with some ideas, even for the characters. Like I want to talk to the guy who's doing the design work. As much as I like designing, a logo design and advertising is completely different than designing a character and every motion he's got and the textures <laughs> and the depth that goes into that is, I think, too much for me. Mm-hmm. So I would like to design and come up with the ideas for the games. And the imagination behind, you know, basically, hey, this is the kind of character I'm looking for. He looks like this. He's got teeth like this. He's this and that. And then the designer makes my creation come to life. That's, yeah. So that would be more like the the writer, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I would I could see myself doing that and have always been interested in stuff like that. But in the actual technical side of game design, no. Never really been something on my mind. Okay, that that leads me to an actual question for both of you, but I want Hunter to answer that first question first, so we don't get. Oh yeah, super super interested. I just don't think I would be 
intelligent enough to do that. Well, to what extent, right? I mean, there's different categories in game design. Me and Clint both agree that we would be interested in doing the story writing, the telling, the the imagination side, but not the actual graphic design side. It's too much detail, too much work. I I don't know, man. I just I don't know enough about game design to know exactly. Like, obviously, I wouldn't be good at artwork because I'm not a great drawler. Um, but just I maybe maybe story writing. Right. That's that's kind of where where me and him land too. I think story writing would be a blast, but I think the graphic design part of it is not really has never sucked me in. Right. Yeah, map design would be pretty interesting, but yeah. still still not to the degree of uh, I wouldn't want to make the map. I, you know, just put together some ideas for the map, probably. All right. Well, was that was that? Follow up nope. They actually have two questions. I was waiting to finish oh. that first. Um, Follow up question said if so do you have any specific games that you think sparked that that's i kind of added in there she just said what game sparked your interest but okay um for me i don't know wow probably a big uh, one for you right because it's a big story game yeah i would almost say though even before that as far as like rpg elements it'd have to be oblivion uh. elder scrolls oblivion because that okay. was the, that was the first game I got into that was so deep that you was like, oh, I'm walking into a city and I'm talking to um, townsfolk like to get this quest done and trying to figure out this quest. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm, uh, kind mm-hmm. of the it was the adventure of oh, I've never done this before. It's the unknown. I don't know what this world has to offer me. You know that kind of thing that really intrigued me. I, I love that idea of uh, exploration. Sometimes I feel like games nowadays gives a little too much hand-holding on some things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the whole game, they're kind of stringing me in. It's like, okay, first chapter's the intro. Okay, I gotcha. Oh, now here's the, how they're going to show me my, my skills here. Okay. Oh, now I'm going to learn how to build my bigger skills. And then, you know, midway into the game, you're finally kind of on your own. But, you know, now the story's kind of leading you. I don't I don't know. I kind of like, I like having a more infinite options to your gameplay. Mine, mine would be, um, if you're talking about design on games, probably one of the games that I very first played and thought, man, this is an interesting, different kind of game. Cause it's not just storytelling for me. It's more just like game play, like a style of game. That's what's interesting to me to try to come up with. And I think Hitman was one of the biggest influences on me. Hmm. When I first started playing Hitman, my brain started going on a lot of different games and things they could do along that line of, you know, gameplay that's very different from your regular shooter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hitman was probably one of the top ones for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a good one. Yeah, I, I would say you. for me it was uh, horror games. Okay. Just watching those indie horror games, I feel like I could make some pretty spooky storylines. Mm-hmm. Mike said, I would just like to be the owner of the product. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mike's thinking. Uh, so last email that I got, final question from uh, Brett. He says, what is the hey, hardest? Ryan, Sorry. Oh. He says, what has been the hardest challenge of being a dad? Ooh. Mm. Mm. It's a toughie. I can answer that quickly because I'm dealing with it now. Okay. I think the hardest uh, question of being a dad is 
kind of in general. It's about the emotional side of things. And it's how much is too much. And I don't know if that makes sense, but what is the right level of pushing your kid versus, you know, when it's just a uh, time to just support them or when it's time to, you know, not let them be nervous or when it's time to, Hey, that nervousness is fair. Basically teaching your kid how to balance their emotions and still grow up to be well-rounded. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we grew up in a generation where emotions were like emotions, emotions, <laughs> you know, get out of here. Um, I don't agree with that as I became an adult, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also growing up in a generation that has a bunch of sissies. And so this, this idea of balance of how do I make my kids strong and open and confident enough to still keep her emotions. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And be able to control herself while having these strong emotions. That that's probably the the hardest thing I've ever dealt with as a dad. Yeah. And maybe that's, uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I'm, I'm kind of in a similar thing, of, but mine's the opposite, right? So mine's more from a headstrong perspective of mm-hmm. of one of my children. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> um, so it's more, for me, it's seeing the certain emotional out- outbursts at a younger age. You know, that, that kid is four, so uh, you have more fit throwing, but it's definitely much more intense that I've ever seen any kid have. And so trying to learn to communicate better with my kid. Well, you know, that's the thing I think, Clint, that I've learned is is I think a lot of parents probably have more intensity than they ever seen anybody have because they never dealt with any kid before in reality. Not like you do your own kid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not around. You see the best. Yeah, because I would say there's, there's things going on in Roy that are stronger than I've ever seen a kid have. Mm-hmm. And does that mean there's probably just a lot more kids that act that way and you don't know it because they're not your kid? Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm coming to terms with and saying, dang, it's you know, it kind of gives you a more value for parents in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like parents have been dealing with this forever. We're just now learning that it's something <laughs> you even deal with. Yeah. And then and then too, like I've learned with mine, uh, she doesn't like me being very she doesn't like when I'm loud, which is mm-hmm. funny because she used to not act like a bother. But uh yeah, she is loud. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, just saying saying things because I came from a background where, you know, when when my mother, for instance, had something to say, it was usually loud and kind of mm-hmm. yelling. But it wasn't it wasn't like always negative. But you know, just kind of right. used to it. So I found that I'm just I'm that way. Hey, get out of there! That kind of thing. What what mm-hmm. mess with that? Even that and it startles her and hurts her feelings mm-hmm. and stuff. So the other day we were we were working on some. Uh, we we're working. We we're working out. Actually, I was showing Claire how to do some workout stuff, even though Daddy doesn't use it on a routine basis. And uh, I had her running like some sprints, showing her how that works, you know. And so I was just cheering her on, saying, "Come on, Claire, run, 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 oh. run!" And she started like getting emotional with me and like told me to stop, stop yelling. Yep. It's making me nervous. <laughs> yep, like, Rory does the same thing, oh. and it might be a girl thing, you know. Maybe because I'm yeah, like cause Rory goes to that. Like I'm like I'm just encouraging you and giving you direction. I'm not. Well, it feels like you're getting on to me, like I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not what's happening here. Yeah, like, I told I told Claire, I was like, I'm not I'm not angry. This is I'm cheering yeah. you on. She goes, yeah. yeah, just don't be loud. It's making me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes okay, sense. Okay, well, 
so yeah yeah there's a lot of things right now as my kids now older and i think you know she's i don't know if it's a girl thing or what but she seems more mature than four and uh so it's, it's learning that uh, hey she's four but mentally she may feel she's older than that and and kind of figuring out like i can't treat her like a four-year-old all the time because that frustrates her you know so little stuff that i never really thought you would deal with as a parent with an individual uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot different <laughs> so, oh, oh. Uh, how, how about yeah, you yeah. hunter because you've got a boy and you know he's younger so um yeah i'm i'm learning to deal with like the balance too you know he's so young that he can't communicate with me very well yet mm-hmm so for me, understanding what he needs and not going over the top with discipline. And I, I don't mean like beating my kid, guys. I'm just saying there's right. times there's times when you should discipline and there's times where your kid needs to learn naturally. Um, and yeah, like consequences. Yeah. And Natural consequences. Just, just knowing the difference and when to do different things. Um you know, it, it can be tough. I know for me, I even have a different parenting style than Natalie does. You know, I was the oldest and uh, she was the youngest of four. So you can mm-hmm. just imagine there's a difference there. Um, yeah. In, uh, you know, the way she was disciplined and even the way I was disciplined as a kid. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just different. You know, there's there's times where. I check her on things and she checks me and it, it works out, but it's just, it, it's always, a it's a work in progress being a parent. It really is, you know, I never, as long as you're willing to learn and, um, and an epic save, I'm just going to say <laughs> you have a spouse and, and you're willing to work together. I feel like that's a parenting one, you know? <laughs> yeah. For so. sure. Now, see, we're kind of talking about in general. I don't know if this questionnaire guy or girl was uh, asking like a specific moment that was the hardest one to deal with or what's the hardest thing as a parent. Those are kind of two different things. Um, Hard to pick a specific moment, you know? Yeah, I think specific, like if it's specific in what really bothers me, probably the most, like what gets me emotional and really bugs me is when I can't do anything to fix it. Mm, yeah it's it's the uh you know whether whether it be they're hurt sick uh just that anytime you feel like there's no control like you have no control of of how they're feeling or doing uh that really gets to me sometimes of like oh and it, it can be simple things of it might not be a big deal to me but realizing it is to them kind of thing so mm-hmm. that that may go back to kind of how you're feeling with your daughter ryan of like, mm-hmm there may be situations where it's like you can't help, but just kind of let it happen sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard for me to even think of a specific hardest time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. One of them, one of them was probably when I had to be the hardest on her. I don't know that it was hard. I just felt bad. And that was kind of around the same scenario that we've been talking about. And that would be when she was doing Ninja Warrior and she was just, you know, really letting her nerves get a hold of her to the point where she was getting frustrated. Uh, it was making her upset, making her sad at first, and then got her to the point where she's being uh, 
started getting like rude if you tried to help, you know, teach her or, or push her like we're talking about. Right. Uh, and it was just going like uh, there was no break to it this day. It was just getting worse and worse and worse during this day. And we said, OK, well, we're not going to do this. Then we're going to go load up in the car and I guess we won't do Ninja Warrior. Like it was like the end of Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. And for her, it, I get it was the right thing to do because it kind of snapped her out of it. We went and loaded up in the car. She was able to calm down and explain what was going on and understand that she went reaction. And then from then on out, she did better. But uh, I was, we were really for, you know, all the way at the point, it was no bluff. That was the end. Mm. If she didn't change it. And I've never had to really get there with her before. So that was a hard day a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I know she loves the sport. You know what I mean? Right. I think I ended up, I had one with Claire where I ended up having to put her to bed because her anger was just so out of control. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what else to do. So I was like, well, you're going to bed early. You're tired. You're angry. Let's restart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it helped. It worked. Next day, she was much better. So uh, it was it was better than getting angry. It was better than uh, the option of spanking. You know, it was just, all right, you're going to bed. We'll, we'll work on it tomorrow. So that's all the questions we got, guys. I don't see any more in the live stream right now. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, for those of you listening... <laughs> Man, feel free. Send in them emails. Let us know what you think. Questions Mike you got. said Benadryl and duct tape is the answer to every parent problem. <laughs> Mike, I, I don't think that's true, but we appreciate the input. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might get away with some, do a little melatonin. It might be a little better than the Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> and no duct tape. Leave the duct tape at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No zip ties, no duct tape, none of that. Well, I enjoyed this, guys. Good 100th episode. Uh, like the question and answers. Keep the questions coming. We'll probably maybe do this again sometime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we may dedicate just a whole little live feed of, of this um, if people like it. But mm-hmm. uh, just let us know what you think, and uh, we'll get in there and uh, get it done. So we appreciate it, guys. Uh, as far as the future of the podcast, we're still here. We're still running. And... Uh, you know, we're going to come up with more content as time allows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, everybody's still kind of busy right now. So I promise that we, we will be bringing extra content as soon as we get the time. Um, yeah. And if you'd like to support us, go over to our Patreon. You can donate there or you can just share, like, get the word out, let people know about us. We would re- greatly appreciate it. And with that said, guys, stay delirious. Stay dating. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.